Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Two Peas on a Podcast, as specifically another October episode. As you guys know, I get like a kid in a candy store this time of year, as it is the spooky season, the fall season, and the month of October. I do all horror slash Halloween slash spooky themed episodes, and we have another one for you this week, which is very special because I have a guy that is tailor-made for this type of topic. He's been on the show before a couple of times, a good friend of mine on social media, big fan of this guy, but say hello to Jeff from CadaverCast is back on the piece. Jeff, how you doing, man? Doing all right. I mean, this this list is a doozy. It <laughs> gave me more than one headache trying to narrow this down, but... It was tough. I agree. I uh, Why don't you tell everyone, and then we'll kind of talk a little bit about our forming of our list, but what is the top five tonight? What are we counting down tonight? So we're tackling the top five most terrifying scenes slash moments, uh, I, su- I suppose, uh, <laughs> but not like jump scares, right? So just Right. So actually, as we're recording this, I've already recorded my top five jump scares. So this was one that was pitched to me by a regular listener and I said you know that's perfect I really should do that that scare the scariest movie moments I think is what we're calling it and but I wanted to differentiate that from jump scares because and I'll let you kind of give your piece too but for me jump scares is like really a, a quick second you know it's just something that's like thrown in there that's not necessarily pivotal to the plot or anything like that it could be but not necessarily and it's usually accompanied by some kind of horror music and it just makes the crowd jump and that's what it's there for and those are a lot of fun yeah. but this list for me Jeff and what about you was more just kind of what scared the shit out of me when I saw it yeah exactly I mean because and I could get all screenwriter instructor on you I won't but <laughs> please you do know, I need that, the, I need that education. <laughs> the long and short of it is right uh, jump scare is surprise and surprise is unsustainable mm-hmm. whereas scenes that terrify you are terrifying because it sustains like the whole scene you know and that's and that's what i was looking for is something that drags on longer than you feel comfortable having it drag on right right that's a good way to put it so when you were coming up with this list and i know you said it gave you a few headaches along the way uh how was the research man i mean were there some that jumped out to you right away no pun intended yeah right i had uh like easily two or three then i was like these these got to be somewhere and then i just sat with my wall of blu-rays and just (laughs) scoured the movies going okay okay and i was on zoom calls with some friends hearing what scared them Mm -hmm. and i ended up with 20 okay (laughs) to start with and i was like oh no Well, it's funny that you said that then, because for me, it was a little more difficult, I guess, because I initially only had about seven or eight movies, and mm. but I was also doing it mostly from memory, and then I started Googling what was on some you know consensus lists and stuff like that, which only a couple of those were ones I had thought of, and there was nothing, in other words, I didn't want to put them on my list just because you know it was something I read on Google. I wanted it to really be something that had scared me when I, when I saw it. I did come up with 10, as I love to do on my show, so we have our top five, and then at the end, we'll give our honorable mentions. But, you know, particularly when we're talking about my top five specifically for me, you know, these were movies, most of them were throwbacks. 
So most of these movies I saw way too young. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> and that played a lot into my list because it really, really did, uh, you know, create those sleepless nights when I saw them. There's one exception of a movie that's pretty recent. It was only about four or five years old um, that had the same effect on me as a 40-year-old man. So that is not as e- doesn't happen to me as easily now as it did in the 80s, which a lot of the movies that are in my top five I saw in the 80s as a young kid. What about you? Did nostalgia build into this for you? Oh, man majorly okay absolutely i mean i do have one more recent one again uh that i was like i'm a grown man like i shouldn't be afraid to like cross my apartment and turn the lights on tonight right so right mostly though there's stuff that just scared the bejesus out of me as a kid right well jeff i'm happy you're here man you know you came on last october i think we're gonna have to do this kind of as a tradition because obviously you do cadaver cast with Al and you guys have a cool little kind of horror centric monster movie centric podcast as well, which I enjoy listening to frequently. So I, I love when you come back this time of year, man. You know, we've we've done other things on the show before too. We did like Oscar best mm-hmm. picture Oscar winners. But come on, it's Jeff from Cadavercast. I gotta have him back in October. So thank, yeah, thank, <laughs> thank you so much for being back, man. No, I'm happy to be back, man. Uh, I, it wouldn't be October without being on two P's anymore. <laughs> oh, you know what I mean? Man, that's so sweet. Thank you so much, brother. Well, I tell you what, let's do it then. So we're gonna count down our top five scariest movie moments. All right, Jeff, so I'm going to let you kick us off, brother. Why don't you get us started? What's your number five scariest scene in film? So my number five is the only one on the list that I would say didn't necessarily scare me in the way that, like, you know, I couldn't sleep at night or whatever. It's the film historian, the film instructor in me feels obligated to put this one in the list because it's so important, right? And in the history of horror, what is amazing is how many things filmmakers have been able to make you afraid of that you aren't supposed to be. Mm -hmm. And one of the first big ones uh, was The Shower. And Alfred Hitchcock with Psycho in 1960 made it scary to clean yourself, Mm -hmm. you know, with the shower scene. Horrifying. I just watched it the other day. Um, the the new like 4K. Right, deal. I saw that. Yeah, yeah. A buddy, so, of mine, a buddy of mine gave me the digital code for that, and I'm excited to finally check that out in 4K. But we talked about this one last time you were on too, because we did horror movie kills, and I think it was on both of our list. I want to say, yeah, I think so. And we had we had a great dialogue about it then. But I, you know, for me, what kind of what you mentioned when you were leading up to your pick is that this scene is just it's like the page of a history book in cinema. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's just so historical. You know, the editing in this, Bernard Herrmann's score, I mean, come on, man. I mean, it's like just incomparable. Uh, but go ahead. I, I know that you you mentioned to me, I believe, last year that you teach this, right? Or you've used this in your teachings or no? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I show it in my, uh, like, intro to cinema class. We don't watch Psycho. We watch, well, we watched Rear Window last time I taught it and then Vertigo this year. But, like, the shower scene comes up in Psycho 
Psycho just because the editing is so crazy. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I mean, just looking at the history of horror, I don't know that we would have gotten where we are today if that shower curtain hadn't been ripped open, Mm -hmm. you know, and (laughs) that that stabbing occurred. It just changed everything, you know, the the Hayes Code that was regulating what could and couldn't be in movies died eight years later. And I like to think that Hitchcock pretty much put the first knife in this sucker mm-hmm. right there. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, obviously an amazing film, an amazing pick, and such a just pivotal scene in the history of cinema. And Hitchcock did it, man. I mean, that that's we talked about this one last time, too. I sent you the link for the reenactment they did of that on Bates Motel, right? Where, yeah. Where, yeah. where it was a guy, uh, a male. I thought that was a really cool take on it, too. Um, modernized with color and, and so on. I thought that was really well done as well. But yeah, Psycho. All right, great pick, man. The shower scene, then, is what you're naming it at your number five. So, kicking me off on my list, okay, my my number five, and I, I named all of these, you know, I kind of gave them names to, uh, you know, kind of pick out which scene I was talking about specifically. Sure. So it's from 1982's Poltergeist. And mm. what I put as the scene that I'm referring to is, this is what I put, the fucking clown doll scene. <laughs> okay. Uh, that's my number five, man. Um you know, we were talking about jump scares at the top of the episode, too, and frequent listeners of the show will know that we did that this October as well. This one was in my honorable mentions for jump scares because it also did make me jump at a certain point in this scene. But really, I'm talking about the entire scene with the young boy in bed. And, of course, in perfect you know fashion, the storm is going on outside with the lightning and the rain. And it's very creepy anyway, especially if you're a little boy in that scenario. And this just weird fucking clown doll that I don't know what relative bought this for him uh, <laughs> sitting sitting in this damn rocking chair in his, in his uh-huh. bedroom in his new house and that he's not comfortable in yet anyway because it's a new home and uh you know it's just sitting there kind of smiling at him and uh he throws his jacket over the clown right and he's like all right you know i'm gonna kind of put it out of my mind i'm gonna go to sleep and he rolls back over and the clown's gone okay so then we have a scenario where he's trying to figure out what happened to the clown where it is and that's when the jump scare comes into effect because he looks under the bed the clown's not under the bed and when he comes back there it is it's right next to him on his bed and then you know obviously we know what happens he puts his arm around him and strangles him and pulls him down so this you know i was seven when this movie came out i want to say i probably saw it around maybe 10 or 11 years old so i was way too young (laughs) yeah uh but I don't know. I feel like Poltergeist had that little kind of glow of 80s horror where it wasn't as seedy because it had Spielberg's name on it. Um, And it was a little more stylized. And obviously the special effects at the time were top notch. So I don't know. It was all and it had the little girl in it that was in all the, the marketing. So I don't know why I saw this so young, but that scene just fucked with me man what are you a fan of poltergeist you obviously know the scene i'm talking about I oh yeah absolutely yeah. and i watched this also way too young and way too many times as well because <laughs> right. whenever it was on tv it was one of those ones that i just sat there just mortified by mm-hmm. but i couldn't i couldn't look away you know i couldn't resist so that's there's so many great scenes in that mm-hmm. um but yeah, that's the one that sticks out to everybody. Yeah, it was just scary, man. And, you know, and it's, it's nostalgia is built into it, too, because of the age I was when I saw it. You know, if I saw it for the first time now, you know, it would probably still, I would think it would be interesting, but I don't know that it would, like, scare me. You know what I mean? Um, but I can just remember just being, I just couldn't sleep the night that I saw that. So, <laughs> as can be said with a lot of these, but... 
Toby Hooper, Steven Spielberg, an 80s classic, in my opinion, Poltergeist. And uh, that's my number five, the clown doll scene from <laughs> Poltergeist. What's uh, What are we at for you at your four, man? Okay, this one, uh, this was a horrible juggling act because uh, I was trying to think of which of a couple of things from this one series scared me more as a kid. And I had to go with the one that was the longer lasting scare, like the kind of thing that scarred me forever. Mm -hmm. Right. So uh, Freddy Krueger scared the hell out of a lot of people. And I had like I had a weird experience like when I was a kid where we had to go swimming at my aunt's house and she had a Freddy Krueger animatronic and it was like scared the hell out of me. Like I knew Freddy lived in her house. You know what I mean? Like (laughs) it was it was horrible. And then, you know, I I watched a lot of movies that usually scared the hell out of me, these horror movies, but I loved watching them. But it was okay because, like, you could go to bed, you know, and hide under your covers. That's where you hide. And it's safe. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Until Wes Craven's new nightmare came out when I was – it came out in 94, so I was, like, 10. And Freddy comes up under this kid's covers Mm -hmm. at night. And as a kid, I was like, no. No, you can't be under the covers. You can't put the monsters under the covers. That's unacceptable. And I, I, like that scarred me because that's the safe place. Yeah. You know? Yeah. If it's uh, under the bed, it's one thing, ugh. but under the covers is a different story. You know, you know not to stick your feet out of the end of the covers because that's when they get you. But like, what if they're in the covers? That's unacceptable. Like, that's horrifying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to disagree with you, man. That is fucked up. Uh, I mean, the whole concept of Freddy really anyway, because he can get yeah. you in your dreams. And of course, we all have to sleep. So... That was what was so innovative about this this killer when it when it was pitched and when it came out because it was so different. It was like, you know, the slashers that we had seen, but he was in your dreams. You know, you couldn't escape this guy. If he got into your nightmares, you're fucked. And in what you're saying, if he gets under the covers, you're fucked. So <laughs> Yeah. Oh man, Freddie just doing his thing there. So from New Nightmare, that's uh, that's a good pick for you, man. I like that one. I didn't see that coming. I I know you're a classic guy, but I like I like that pick because I love that movie. Oh, so, it's a great one. So my list is really classic. Um, you know, I had 1982 with Poltergeist, and my top three movies, all of them are from the 1970s, which is kind of surprising mm. when I look back on it. But my number four is the most current film by a long shot on my list. And it was one that I came to late. I saw it a few years ago for the first time. It actually came out in 2008. It's a scene from Brian Bertano's The Strangers, oh. which is a really ominous, atmospheric home invasion film. You've seen The Strangers? Yeah. yeah. Okay. There's a scene in it. I mean, there's actually a few scenes in this movie that I probably could have put on here. Because this movie to me was just scary because it was so real. It was a very real, rooted in reality story where uh, this couple goes on holiday and they get this place, this kind of like cabin in the woods type deal, basically. And it's kind of secluded. And, you know, the strangers, these kind of creeps that are terrorizing them, are descending on the home. And it just felt very like that's something that could happen or does happen, you know, in America. Yeah. And there's this one scene when one of the girls comes to the door and is asking if tomorrow's home and she keeps banging on the door. And the first time it's like, you know, I'm sorry, you know, you must have the wrong house or whatever. And it's like, no big deal. But then she comes back a couple more times and it's just so the way it's shot is so ominous, like, cause it's the middle of the night. And I don't know, I guess if you place yourself in that scenario in your own home in the middle of the night and somebody's banging on your door, that shit's nope. scary, bro. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't care who it is, dude. Like you're like, what the, why the fuck is somebody knocking on my door at midnight? You know? So it's just frightening. 
frightening. And then the fact that it keeps happening. And then at the very end of the scene, and then I want to hear what you what you think of the film. At the very end of the scene I'm talking about, you can see one of the strangers with the burlap mask on in, oh, yeah. in the background while Liv Tyler is like making coffee or whatever in the kitchen. And there's no score. There's nothing being added to it to, you know, like force people into being scared. It's just a wide angle shot of her in the kitchen with this with this guy kind of lurking in the background, literally just staring at her. And this is all happening right after the, you know, few knocks on the door that she got, which creeped her out to begin with and creeped you out as the audience. So it's a very atmospheric movie in general. And that scene really scared me, bro, because like I said, it just puts you in a real setting and in a real scenario where you go, well, you know, I'm fucked. I mean, if this happens in my house, I'm, I'm dead. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I mean, there's no way I'm escaping the strangers. What do you think of this film, man? Man, yeah, it's a solid like home invasion thing. I love home invasion movies. Mm-hmm. And in my own scripts, I almost always try to put in like a home invasion scene. They're like fun to write because it is just terrifying just right. the concept of people trying to get into your house and like what if you can't stop them like this guy you know with the with the burlap mask and yeah oh it's really really upsetting that one's a nice slow burn just creepy as hell movie yeah i was gonna ask you jeff so there was this film that came out last year that i just saw on like amazon prime and it had helen hunt and it was called i see you have you ever heard of that or seen that i have not seen it no so have you ever heard of this thing called frogging and it's with a ph no so this is a thing apparently that i found out through this movie where People uh, break into your home or get into your home and then live there secretly while you're home for a period of time. So they'll do it for like two or three days, like they're squatters basically, but you don't know they're there. So they just like, you know, roam the house while you're sleeping and while you're at work. And they'll like, you know, if you are home, they'll like basically stay in your basement or your attic or whatever. And that's the thing, bro. And I'm like, what the fuck? So that's the premise of this movie called I See You. And I didn't mean to get off on a thing, but it made me think about it because you were talking about home invasion films. But my review of this was, (laughs) and I liked it. I gave it three and a half stars. But my review of it was, uh, starts movie one hour later in a giant frogging Google rabbit hole. Because I was just (laughs) reading about people that have done this. And it's just crazy. Um, But it's usually like, you know, really rich neighborhoods where the houses are huge, you know? Oh, yeah. Well, uh, there's a movie with Gary Busey from... From like the early 90s called Hider in the House. Mm, I don't know that one. And yeah, it's just this family, you know, are going about their lives and Gary Busey just lives in their house and they don't know it. It's (laughs) Gary Busey. So it's like, whoa, (laughs) it's extra fucked up. Yeah. (laughs) Well, there you go. So frogging's a thing that you can Google now and be like mesmerized like I was when I found out. So never sleep again. (laughs) All right, man. Well, we're up to you for your number three. What do you got, buddy? Okay. Okay. My I am (laughs) even while we're going. I'm still juggling my picks okay? because this is not the order they're written down in at all because I'm just going, no, no, this isn't good enough. Mm-hmm. Told you I beat myself up over this. Like, this tough. was tough. It's tough, yeah. So what I'm putting at number three is the one movie in recent years that scared the hell out of me. And I was like, I am too old to be this scared by a movie. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I also like I don't deal well with ghost movies in general. Ghosts bother me. Yeah. So I was convinced I was going to put some kind of ghost movie on here. Sure. But then it hit me that really the movie that made me not want to go in my apartment after I got home from seeing it mm. 
was 2014's It Follows. Yeah, great. And there's, oh my God, it's so good. But there's this scene where she's at her home and her friends are there Mm -hmm. and it gets in the house and it gets into the kitchen and it's like, you know, this thing is following her. It's this curse and it just walks wherever she is. It just walks towards her Mm -hmm. and it could look like anybody. What a horrifying premise. Right. You know, that anybody walking at you could be trying to kill you. Like, (laughs) ugh. And it gets in the house and it looks like a woman who's been like attacked mm-hmm. and it's coming after her. And then uh, she's got to run upstairs. And by the time she gets upstairs, it's taken on a totally new form. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. That like I'm I have goosebumps just thinking about it right now. Is that the tall man you're talking about? The tall man yeah. who dips in the door. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This movie fucked with me, too, man. I, I love this film because uh, it w- I named it as one of my top five modern horror films of the last 10 years. I think it's uh, a tremendous feat because, it, it again, it's a, it's a minimalistic, atmospheric horror film that really gets into your mind. You know, it gets into your psyche, and I love when films do that. It doesn't overplay its hand. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I feel like this movie does that really, really well. It's a very creepy film, and that's probably the scene. That's probably the creepiest scene, uh, the tall man scene in the house i would have to agree with you there what do you think about the ending of this film that's been up for debate you know when they're when they're leaving they're walking holding hands and you know it's is it still following or what's going on i am i'm such a a strange movie watcher because i mean when i watched it i was like yeah that's life man i mean you you never know (laughs) right Right. (laughs) like i'm the one person who went to see midsummer and left that going man good for her (laughs) 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 yeah she finally found her people great um well you know i i love that movie man i I like that pick and uh i i kind of thought of that one too and it it didn't make my extended list i don't i don't know i just i guess because it didn't really quote unquote scare me you know like it sounds like it scared you when you saw it also didn't seem to theater though so maybe that helped you in terms of the scare factor but for me, it was just kind of creepy, you know, but it, it didn't like, you know, I didn't lose sleep, basically, which all the other scenes on my list, it, it was tough for me to sleep those particular nights. So, yeah. And like leaving a movie theater in Chicago after seeing that at a midnight showing and then walking most of the way home, mm-hmm. <laughs> strangers all over the streets, everything's dark. Mm-hmm. I was I was like, oh, man, I'm too old for this. Like, I'm whatever. 30 years old I can't, I can't be yeah. doing this I can't be scared of a movie like I was as a kid but yeah. it's one that got me man yeah we can't do this <laughs> stop following me it um, okay good pick man I, I like that pick I love that movie I'm glad it's getting a little mention here on the peas because we haven't talked about that movie in a while actually it hasn't come up in a couple years but I do love that movie so I told you my top three I gave a little spoiler I guess that my top three are all from the 1970s which would be considered kind of classic cinema for me because I don't really dive too deep into like old old films there's some great ones out there i just don't watch them frequently but when it comes to horror and just kind of spooky films these three oh man i saw too young why did i do this to my (laughs) self why did i do this to my brain so in 1973 a cinematic masterpiece one of the greatest films of all time in the exorcist was released i wasn't even born yet i was born in 1975 And I can remember my father, um, you know, when I was in the 10, 11, 12-year-old range, kind of letting me slowly start watching things like Poltergeist, for example. 
that, you know, were, were horror or were towing the line of scary. And, you know, when I got to a certain age, he would kind of let me watch it if it was on, you know, regular TV or with commercials or like whatever. But I can remember him specifically saying, you absolutely cannot watch The Exorcist. You will never be able to watch that while you live in my house. Like, we're not watching it. If you watch it, our house is possessed. Fuck that. I can't do it. So he wouldn't let me watch it, which, of course, as a kid, you want to watch it because you're intrigued now because you're like, well, my dad's telling me I can't do it. I'm going to fucking do it. You know what I mean? Got to do it. So, I don't know, I was probably 15 or so when I saw it at a buddy's house on VHS tape. And bro, me and my friend Kenny Mack, I'll never forget, we used to have these horror, he's a horror fan too and still is. And we used to have these kind of like horror marathons at his house when I would stay over where his folks didn't know. You know, you'd go to the video rental store and you'd kind of get these rentals without them knowing it, or he would. And we'd watch him at his house. And we did we did like the, a few of the Halloween movies one weekend. And then there was this one weekend where we did The Exorcist. And um, there were a lot of scenes that really fucked him and I up. <laughs> okay. But particularly the one that was the scariest, I think, was the scene where Reagan's uh, head spins and does a one Oh, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that's going on in that scene. Just her, uh, you know, the devil and the demons inside her and just her voice and how uh, demonic it sounds and how uh, it's coming out of this this innocent, you know, vessel in Linda Blair. But it's just so horrific. happening to her is so tragic and when those types of things i mean there's other things you know the spider crawl down the stairs and some other things but i can just remember that sequence with the priest when she is doing her whole thing and all of a sudden her head just kind of spins around and she just those black eyes just stare at them and it's and you're sitting there going at least as a 15 year old kid i'm sitting there going guys you're fucked like (laughs) there's no amount of holy water get the fuck out of there do you know what i mean (laughs) um so i can just remember that really uh shook me uh to my core as a 15 year old kid my friend kenny mack was the same way um and it's remained one of the reasons, one of the two or three reasons, my foundation of horror. My other one's actually coming up on my list. Uh, but there's like, you know, a few movies that are like always going to be at the base of my like horror house, the foundation for my horror house. So The Exorcist is one of them. I've mentioned it a couple times, actually, this month on this show. It's come up on a couple other lists. I talked about Linda Blair because we did Women of Horror a couple weeks ago mm. and she was on my top five women of horror because of her performance in this film as a 12 year old so yeah I love The Exorcist I'm assuming are you a fan of this one before I get too ahead of myself yeah and actually what's funny is my experience of it the first time I was about the same age I was 14 mm. when I first saw it and like my parents went away for the weekend and my brothers went to stay with like a relative or something. But for whatever reason, I got to stay home by myself for the whole weekend. Mm-hmm. And they were like, what do you want? What do you want to stay home? And I, and I was like, I need a case of Dr. Pepper. <laughs> I need some Doritos and I need you to rent me five VHS tapes. And they took me down and I could rent any five movies. Wow. And I rented nice. that. And I was so scared by it that like I kept watching it. Like if I if it just kept playing, then I wouldn't have to think about it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. I just kept watching it over and over again. Anytime I would be like, oh my God, and like the creeps would settle in, I'd have to turn it right back on. Right. So it was an unnerving weekend. That's an interesting way to combat that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let me watch it again, maybe. Oh man. Well, yeah, I, it sounds like we were in the same boat there, around the same age. Um, 
That sounds like a party weekend, though, brother. You some VHS taste, some Dr. Pepper. You were doing it big over there. Yeah, man. I mean, what? Return <laughs> of the Living Dead Part 2. Oh, classics. Yeah, yeah. Good stuff that weekend. That's good stuff, man. So the head turn scene from The Exorcist is my number three. And we are up to our runner-ups. Jeff, what do you got, man? All right. So these top two are the two that messed me up the most as a kid. Like this, And this one, my number two is a movie that was one of only two movies I ever had to shut off mm-hmm. as a kid. And this one, I ran out of the room, just terrified. Mm, okay. And uh, it's a scene really early on in 1988's The Blob. Yeah. And this is a mean, gross movie. Like, oh, so mean, so gnarly. But there's a scene where, you know, we've got these three main characters and the like clean cut young guy kind of seems like he's he could be like the protagonist. We don't know. Mm. Like he could be the protagonist. And he gets the blob on him and his arm sticking out of the blob. Right. And when, um, oh man, who was it who's in that? I don't remember who's in that with the, the, the female lead. But she. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Uh, Paul said he had a crush on her in the 80s. Um, and so she comes in and he's like reaching out of the blob and she takes his hand. And I remember as a kid, like I had seen this guy in other movies and I was I was convinced he was the protagonist. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, like she's got to pull him out of the blob. And when she pulls on his arm, his arm comes off mm-hmm. and he's just being melted. It's a nightmarish sight. Mm-hmm. And as a kid, I ran out of the room screaming and whoever I was watching it with was like, oh, my God, <laughs> Like I was done, you know, and I didn't watch that movie in full for a number of years. Yes, like, and I think I still had to watch it on TV, like edited for television the first time to like make it through <laughs> it as a kid. Up, right. It's fucked up. Uh, you're talking about Shawnee Smith. There you go. Played Meg, yeah. I was thinking uh, Tawny, and I was like, that's not right at all. Yeah, yeah, this this has come up a couple times on the show. In fact, you mentioned it for Horror Movie Kills, and then Paul mentioned it. We did 80s horror. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to rewatch it this October because I haven't seen it in probably 20 years. Oh, man, it's and so it, good. And it keeps coming up, and I know I know it was, I know it's going to be a good one. So I'm actually looking forward to it. I've already put it in my queue. Uh, you also recommended, I don't know if you remember, but you recommended a movie called Society from the 80s. Oh, that yeah. I, that I never saw that I also put my cue for this year. <laughs> I should have listened back to that episode because I didn't realize like I'm repeating myself. On no, no, you're good, uh, but movies, you're given but... different, uh, you're given different commentary, a couple different scenes. So that's good. Uh, but I mean, those movies impacted you, you know, I mean, they fucked with you. So I mean, they're huge. Yeah, you know, absolutely, man. So the blob from, I think, 88, right? 88. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So that's your number two. So my number two is another 70s classic, and it's a film that um, I would say is groundbreaking in the horror genre because it kind of, uh, you, you saw a lot, you saw a new wave of horror, so to speak, that came in the four to five years after this, and then really took off when we saw Carpenter's Halloween five years later or four years later. But guess what, man? I got two Toby Hoopers on my top five, mm. which I didn't do on purpose, but it's from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre from 1974, and it's the scene when we first meet Leatherface, when he first oh. when he first appears in the doorway and takes out the porch the poor schmo that came in looking for his friend. Uh, do you recall this scene? Oh yeah, it's like the sliding door comes yes. open and he's got that hammer. Mm-hmm. Yep. Ugh. Yep. So this guy again, very similar to the strangers actually in in this respect, but it's in this house that's very unsettling. Obviously, you're not going to be comfortable in there and there's no score. Like it's just the sounds around you, the creaking floorboards, the nature sounds outside. Like it would be like if that was you wandering in to a stranger's house trying to find your friend like that's <laughs> yep. what toby hooper did in this scene man and 
uh, you know, you hear like what you think maybe is like this pig squealing, like, you know, in the doorway that has this weird like red wall, like blood red wall with this taxidermy on it. So it's a, like it's an amazing horror horror imagery, too, in the scene. And this guy is just kind of like trying to find his friend. He's calling out for her and he's walking closer and closer to this doorway. And then Leatherface just like appears in the frame uh, in a split second and then takes him out with the hammer, with the meat cleaver. And the guy's twitching on the ground because he's not quite dead yet. And he just keeps kind of beating him while he's on the ground, drags him in there and then shuts the door like you're talking about, which has become, you know, become kind of an iconic thing from this film. But that scared shit out of me, man. Because Dude. like you don't know where you're getting into here if you don't know anything about Leatherface, which at the time I didn't. Um, so that to be his introduction, I thought was just awesome. And it really... I loved it, and we and we saw that kind of groundhouse or grindhouse gritty feel to horror that we saw much later in movies like the Friday the Thirteenth series and so on. That really were kind of rooted in what we saw here in Toby Hooper's film and Texas Chainsaw Massacre because it's so you know like backwoods horror. You know if that makes sense? Yeah. Like it's so off the beaten path, and uh, that was just scary, man. It really scared the shit out of me meeting Leatherface <laughs> for the first time. So that's that's what's my number two. What do you think about yeah. this one, man? Great pick. I mean, this is one of a couple movies that was in my list that I was like, I don't like I can't pick a scene, you know, like, what do I do? Like, how do I pick a scene from Texas Chainsaw when it's a movie that horrified me from beginning to end? Right. Like this what uh, invasion of the body snatchers from the 70s. Like those movies just ugh, the whole thing just <laughs> sits in my psyche, just like bubbling in the background, just like the world's a horrible place. You know? <laughs> We're all screwed. <laughs> Uh, especially in 2020. Don't watch these movies. Um, no. <laughs> yeah, you know, you're right, man. It's funny that you said that too, because kind of in my prerequisite for coming up with my list is I did do that where I like, instead of thinking of moments, which is what we're counting down tonight, but I just thought of like what movies really scared me, you know? And yeah. so far, all the ones I've named, they really scared me from beginning to end. So then I go, okay, well, what scene got me the most in that movie? And that's kind of how I had to, you know, devise my list to get around it. So, but there you go, man. I, Leatherface, meeting Leatherface, man, is a traumatic experience for me, buddy. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> All right. So you had the blob at your number two. You got a good list going over there, man. And we are up to our number ones, Jeff. So here it is, man. According to you, the scariest scene that you've seen is what, buddy? So for me, this is one. This is like super anecdotal because this is a scene that horrified me the first time I saw the movie. And then for different reasons, when I saw the movie again, horrified me just as much the second time around. And it's the like basically the entire ending of John Carpenter's Halloween. Oh, nice. From the moment Michael Myers sits up behind Laurie Strode until the credits roll like that sequence in that movie that you know and uh loomis comes in and shoots him you know shoots him six times of course mm -hmm. and uh that whole thing scared the hell out of me i saw the movie when i was like nine or so yeah i was gonna ask how old you were yeah i was really you young and we'd rented it on vhs and it gets to the part where loomis shoots him and he goes to fall out the window and the tape we were watching was eaten. Like it was unwatchable. <laughs> and he goes to fall out the window. Wow. <laughs> and then the next thing that played on the tape was the credits. Damn. And I was like, <laughs> as a kid, I was like, I need to know that Michael Myers is dead. Right. I need to know yeah, this. Absolutely, and like, man. 
I just didn't know. Like, I didn't have the answer. And so, like, not knowing he was dead ruined me. And so what? Like, two, three years later, you know, I finally get to watch it again. Yeah. And when I get to the end to learn that Michael Myers indeed is not dead. Yeah, he's not at dead, the end of the movie. <laughs> he's definitely like, not dead. It was a double whammy. It hit me just as hard oh. that second time around because to know the answer yeah. was just as bad as not knowing because it was the same answer. about me but this is my horror icon michael myers this is my franchise um mm. i'm actually doing a patreon series right now where i'm making my buddy dan watch them all for the first time and, oh, and we're up to nice. ha- we're up to halloween five this week so it's leading up to halloween with i mean it's going to lead up to the week of halloween this patreon series and it's going to be the the new one from 2018 so he's nice. he's watching all of them in, in the series but i what i wanted to ask you though because this came up when we were doing that series is do you have a heart now i said you i know you said you saw this when you were nine so i know doesn't apply to Halloween specifically, but are you able to place yourself back to an era that may not be considered as scary to a young person seeing it today? Because I showed this to my daughter a couple years ago for the first time, and she's 18 now, so when she saw it, she was probably 15 or 16. And she's like, I mean, okay, I mean, it was a good movie, but this is not scary. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it takes, like, this, like, yeah. saw, hostile, like, this really, like, just in-your-face shit to scare people these days and all the different special effects. Where do you land on that? I mean, can you see, like, a classic movie, quote-unquote, for the first time and still be scared and put yourself back? there i i can i mean again like i i teach film and i study film so there's a part of me that can go okay this movie came out in 1932 what else was happening in cinema in 1932 and i can like okay put myself in that spot but also like i watch movies in a way where like the rest of the world shuts down Mm -hmm. like there's no there's no other world there there's nothing else except the movie right and so like i just get absorbed in it and it and it kind of doesn't matter when it's from but Mm -hmm. i mean yeah anything back to the silent movies or the 70s anything from the 70s i think that's the best era of horror yeah for me for me it's tough or I guess I should say I see the argument where it's tough because, you know, for me, if I saw them at a, at a young age, then obviously I'm more susceptible to being scared by them, more, you know, susceptible to being frightened by them. And I remember that. Do you know what I mean? So if I, yeah. let's say I don't, let's say I don't see it again for 30 years, you know, and I watch it when I'm 40, then I might look at it and go, well, this isn't scary, but I also am able to recall seeing it at 10 years old and like how scared I was seeing it. So my experience and my memory of my experience lends to, you know, me still thinking it's scary. Um, Halloween, yeah. you know, was another one that my buddy Kenny, I was telling you about, and I, we watched the first three Halloween movies, one, two, and three, uh, at his house on like a rental binge from blockbuster or whatever and they were scary you know halloween and halloween 2 take place over the course of the same night and that shit was scary man <laughs> you know especially <laughs> if you're 12 years old or whatever so yeah um and yeah, i and re- like, remember that when i, I don't know they don't too. yeah they don't like scare me in the way that like if i watch whatever dracula right bella lugosi like i'm not gonna lose sleep but in the moment when i'm watching it like 
I can get creeped out, you know, I can like put myself in that childlike mindset, but it's, it's rare that I'll then turn the movie off and be like still scared, you know, like that doesn't happen now, but like in the moment I can, I love to be able to just be perturbed by a concept, you know, that some, something gross will happen in a movie from an era where gross things like that didn't happen. And it's like, wow, that's messed up. And to just like process that internally. And I like that, Mm. but I write horror as well, so like I'm really I'm really attuned to that, I guess. Like, right, right. It's part of your process. No, I I love that. All right, man. Well, that was, I mean, I think you know this, but that's my favorite horror movie of all time, Halloween '78. So mm-hmm. I'm thrilled uh, that you mentioned it. And anyone that listens to the show regularly knows I'm thrilled because I love it and can't shut up about it. So I'm glad you're talking about it tonight, not me. Uh, but I love that pick, man. And it, it, I can remember seeing that as a young kid, and it was definitely very, very scary for me too. So I get it. Well, my number one is we're talking about all this nostalgia and I think I've mentioned this to you before I can't remember if it was on the show or just in passing but this was the first horror movie I ever saw okay and I saw it when I was not supposed to so I have tried to remember as best I can I've even asked my mom and she kind of her and I together kind of came up with eight years old okay so uh I know you know this film so just picture yourself at eight years old and waking up in the middle of the night and, uh, you know, opening up your bedroom door to go into the living room. But when you open the bedroom door, you notice your parents are watching a movie in the dark and you go, oh, wait a second. What is this? And you kind of stand there with the door ajar, watching the movie, kind of peeking through. And the movie they're watching is Alien from 1979. <laughs> and the scene that is Playing out in front of my eyes is the chest burster scene when Kane has the alien burst through his chest at dinner. Uh, and I'm not kidding. That was the scene that happened like as I happened to peek through the door. Timing. Um. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I fucking haven't slept since. Okay. That was like uh, a long time ago. So that was the scariest shit that I could have ever imagined seeing in my life. Um. You know, the movie came out in 79. If I was eight ish this would have been like 1983 so i saw it at way too young i wasn't supposed to see it obviously and um my parents were scared so seeing them scared at something that i was scared watching made it like way too real because <laughs> you don't think your parents you know your parents are going to protect you like they're going to be the ones that are like it's just a movie like whatever it's not real but when i look over on the couch and i see them like holding each other frightened uh that just adds a whole nother layer to the situation so uh it was also one of the those things where I couldn't look away. Do you know what I mean? Like I should have, but I watched it play out. And I can remember, this is actually one of my earliest memories, which is kind of crazy. But I can remember going back and sitting on the edge of my bed and just sitting there, like kind of with my head in my hands going, what the fuck was that? Like, <laughs> like literally not knowing like what to do or what to say, or, you know, should I tell my folks? Because I'm obviously not going to be able to sleep, you know? But yeah, that was the experience for me that uh, really scared me. You know, I can remember 
or I should say, I can't remember really being scared before that in terms of like whatever I saw on the screen. I mean, um, whether it was TV or movies. And also, I feel like that is what, uh, you know, piqued my curiosity into this genre and wanted me to, you know, why, you know, things can elicit those type of emotions where you're scared, but you also know it's a production. So it's not quote unquote real, um, which is really cool to me as a young kid. And uh, I can see, you know, my kids are doing that now, which is awesome to me, you know, and I can see my daughter, I mean, she's in film school right now, and she wants to be in film, and I think that's amazing because she sees that too, where just how cinema can, can just elicit these emotions, you know, and that was the first time that, that a movie scared me, and it, it wasn't the last, you know what I mean, so I'm always going to remember that, and it was so scary to me. I know you're a fan of this one too, I feel like we've talked about it before, right? I'm sure we have, yeah, I... I used to teach it every single quarter, but I put it in a different class, <laughs> so I don't teach it every quarter anymore. But yeah, this one also def that like this definitely hit me hard as a kid too. Probably saw it at about the same age, but like yeah, the chest burster, mm -hmm. like that. Whoa, like I, I have vivid memories of that. But then, like I remember watching it, going, "Oh, it's okay," because like you know, and I'm always rationalizing this to myself as a kid, and I was like, "It's okay." Because Captain Dallas is going to take care of it. <laughs> and then when Dallas died, that is one of like the most uh, powerful scarring moments of my childhood is Dallas getting killed. Right. Like, no, who's going to stop it now? Yep. You know, because he's the captain. Yep. Well, thank God for Ripley, you know, right? as we uh, go through the series with, with her, obviously. But um, yeah, I mean, that's that's it for me. And I was talking about Horror Foundations earlier with The Exorcist. This is the one, man. This is the first brick on the foundation for me. And I apologize to my regular listeners because I, I, I constantly bring this movie up if it fits into a list because it, it was just so impressionable, you know, and so impactful for me as a, you know, as, as horror being my favorite genre, as I know it's yours as well. I mean, I feel like anybody that says horror is their favorite genre, their first one is always going to have a special place you know yeah uh, and alien was the first one for me so and then when i was old enough to revisit it you know five or six years later uh, after seeing it that initial time it i remember just like having to get myself in the right frame of mind because i couldn't remember <laughs> what it did to me when i was eight you know and i'm like all right i'm going to do this i'm going to see what happened before that scene that i saw and i'm going to see how it ends you know and i remember watching it and just being mesmerized by it and then of course the sequel is amazing as well so yeah alien for me is my number one man all right brother so that was it that was our five scariest movie moments as always jeff we uh wrap up the show with social media shout out so we'll get over there in just a minute in the old suggestion box but before we do that i've got five pretty good honorable mentions that i want to shout out here what about you buddy what do you have on your honorable mentions list over there yeah great um this is great because you mentioned a bunch of movies that i was like we have to mention mm -hmm. so i can move on to some of the okay. weirder stuff which is awesome uh one scene that scared the hell out of me as a kid was in Ghostbusters after the containment unit breaks mm -hmm. and all the ghosts are coming out and it's got that, you know, I believe in magic song. It's just spooky as right. hell. So as a kid, that was really spooky. Right. Great 80s effects there too. Yeah. Uh, the Vanishing or the original one, right? The Dutch, French Vanishing mm -hmm. Sporeloose from 88. The scene with 
the titular vanishing where this man's wife disappears while they're just at a gas station. Mm -hmm. That's a nightmare. Right. Uh, Ghosts. Again, ghosts terrify me. Another recent one was a movie called The Innkeepers from 2011. I want to see that one. I've heard good things about it and it kind of intrigues me. I just haven't caught that one yet. I like it. It's it's such a fun little movie that has really great spooky stuff in the end and the the whole climax is just good spooky ghost stuff. Don't spoil too much for me because that's on my to-do list too. I want to see that one. No. And then uh, The Thing. John Carpenter's oh, yeah, The Thing. Of course. Which scene specifically? I'm specifically curious. Specifically the dog kennel. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, for me, it would be, I consider that one too, but for me, it would probably be the spider head thing. Because I, yeah, I hate fucking that's spiders. Up. Yeah, that's <laughs> Like any scene in that movie you could point to and just go, yep, nope, that's a nightmare. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> and then... Uh, uh, another one that's like uh, one of those sacrilegious things like you can't do that because this is our safe space mm-hmm. is in uh, the ring or Ringu when the girl climbs out of the TV. Yeah, Samara, like, yeah. Ugh, no way, man. Like the, stay in the TV. You're not supposed to come out of the TV. You got to stay in there. Hell yeah. Don't this come under my covers and don't come out of my TV. That's fucked exactly. up. All right. Well, good picks, man. I, I'm actually I'm actually relieved because you didn't mention any of my honor. So we have more that I can get your opinion on here yes. and talk about. And a couple possible surprises. I know at least for some folks listening, but I don't know about where you stand on a couple of these. So my number six, I almost feel like I have to defend myself a little bit. But before I do, let me tell you what it is and see what you think. So it's the what would be considered like the final sequence or the end scene to the Blair Witch Project. Oh, yeah. All right. So um, I guess I should say that my sister and I went to see that in the late 90s when it came out. And we thought it was real. Yes, so, we did. So <laughs> this was at the precipice of of the internet do you know what i mean so it wasn't a situation where you know you could go on social media and shit could get spoiled for you online and stuff like that so me and my sister believe that this was actual documentarian footage and that if you think that when you watch this it adds a whole nother meaning to the to the viewing do you know what i mean like if you know yeah. it's not real which i've heard as a when i bring this movie up of scaring me i've heard that as a critique is like but the critique that they're giving me comes from is rooted in the fact that they know it's not real do you know what i'm saying yeah exactly um but when mike is standing in there so there's a prophecy throughout the film that the lore of the Blair Witch is that she would take these kids down into the basement and as she's basically murdering one of them she would make the other one look away and face in the corner until it was their turn you know what I mean and that prophecy is kind of told throughout the film well anyway we get to the end scene and Heather one of the main characters is trying to find Mike and she runs into the basement and where's Mike he's standing in the goddamn corner uh and she's screaming and something fucking grabs her and the camera goes to black uh, so that fucked with me. <laughs> that's, my yeah. number, that's my number six. Is that scary to you? You thought it was real when you saw it as well? Dude, or no? Yeah. I mean, I remember going to their <laughs> website and like reading the history of it, you know, cause they had a website that was like, this is all real yep. before we like knew better. Yep. Yep. And yeah, no, I thought it was, I was pretty sure I was skeptical, but I was like, I don't know, man, witches. Cause <laughs> I come from like a Southern family and like they believed in ghosts and everything, you know? So <laughs> yeah. So that, <laughs> that is real. Yeah. That one got me, man. And I think it's just because, you know, if I had known it wasn't real and I knew like in my mind that it was just a movie, I wonder if it would have gotten me that bad. But that was another that was another night that, that we didn't sleep very well. So 
Some uh, of my students this quarter, though, because uh, I, I put on like a discussion board, like name your favorite horror movie or rom-com. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one one end of the spectrum. And a number of them said The Blair Witch Project. Oh, that's cool. So, oh, I wow. mean, we're talking like 18 to 20 year olds who are who are getting into it now. That's great. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, it obviously is revolutionary, too, in the sense of, of found footage and how that, you know, boom just happened right after that. So. Uh, my number seven, as everyone listening knows, is one of my favorite movies of all time. I'm going to name, so I just did the final sequence from Blair Witch. For this one, it's the opening sequence to Scream from 1996. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, when Wes Craven just, he takes he takes the marquee name and he takes the main character, so to speak, in Drew Barrymore and just fucking not only kills her, but kills her in a pretty brutal way. Um, and you're going, well, no one's safe in this. <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Um, and that was scary. And it was a very tense scene with the, you know, phone call. And uh, it was just, it was very well done, as anybody that's a fan of horror knows. Uh, my number eight would have been The Descent, a scene, uh, yeah. a scene particularly when we see the uh, cave men, if you will, for the first time with the night vision glasses. Really kind of fucked with me. They were some creepy dudes. And then uh, you were talking about ghost stories and whatnot. So The Conjuring really scared me uh, when I saw it for the first time because I watched it alone in the dark at home with my wife. And you were joking about not being able to go inside your apartment and all that shit. Well, that actually happened to me with The Conjuring. And I've told the story <laughs> before. But my wife and I watched this in our bedroom, you know, with the lights off upstairs and everything. And we, But we'd come up, you know, like after we put our kid to bed, we went in our room to watch it, you know. And it was over. And me and my wife are going, one of us has got to go downstairs and turn everything off, but neither one of us would do it. <laughs> what if I can leave each other? So that's how we left all our shit on that night. Like we did left all the lights and everything on downstairs because we didn't want to go down and turn them off. So um, the scene in particular, though, is the basement scene in The Conjuring when she goes down there because she hears the ball and the, everything and the hands end up clapping right behind her. Oh, God. Ugh. <sighs> get, yeah. Get, nope. Gets nope. Me. Gets me. And then what I decided to round out my top 10 with and my number 10 is another scene that builds tension so, so well and it's, uh, I don't know that this would even be really considered a horror movie. I mean, it has horror elements in it, but I think it's more of a sci-fi kind of thriller movie. Even drama, perhaps, but it was a movie that came out a couple years ago called Annihilation by Alex Garland and there's there's a scene in that film when the girls are being stalked by this what I'll just call nightmare bear and the bear is shrieking with like voices of dead folks that they've lost on their mission um do you know what i'm talking about you know the scene i'm talking about i read the book okay. and i read the screenplay i got you okay because <laughs> i read a lot of screenplays but i never actually saw the movie the movie's great man it's really good especially if you like alex garland's style of filmmaking but like i said it's a sci-fi it's not a horror but that was a really scary scene just because the imagery involved and the sound mixing is amazing because what he does is this this bear that's not of this world um is somehow harnessed um I, I don't know, I guess like the knowledge from folks that have died in that bubble, if you will, in the shimmer. And um, their voices are being heard through the shrieking of this bear's growls, kind of. So the way it, like, the noises and the sounds that you hear are very scary. And then it's, you you think these girls are, I mean, their lives are in danger. So the scene is scary, too. So uh, that would be my number 10 from Annihilation. And I know you, so I think you would enjoy that film. So I'd definitely say check it out. Yeah, it's it's one of those that's like been on my list, and but I I keep reverting back to if it's between that and something that I know nothing of, I'm always like, well, I read the screenplay for Annihilation, so <laughs> I'll be good for know. a little while, right? Yeah. 
All right, man. Well, uh, I tell you what, Jeff. It's been a blast, brother. I love talking movies with you, particularly horror movies. But before we wrap up, let's head over to social media and see what some of the fans had to say. We asked this question over on Facebook and Twitter in the old suggestion box. So on Twitter, we only got a few. So I'll start over there real quick. Uh, I just said, what is your most terrifying movie moment? Gidget Von LaRue, she says she has a bunch, but the first one more creepy than terrifying is Tangina's speech to the Freeling family and, of course, Poltergeist. Mm-hmm. So Poltergeist rearing its head again there. Uh, the Top 5 podcast has got a gif of the spider crawl from The Exorcist, which is another, oh, yeah. another one I, I considered. Linda Blair is just amazing in that film. Just uh, the things that she does at age 12 are just crazy. And then over on the Facebook fan page, we'll wrap up over there, Jeff. Guys, don't forget to join up if you are not already, as that's where I interact with our fans the most. Again, I asked them what their most terrifying movie moment was. Amanda from Picture Show A Go-Go says, The Fingernails Breaking in Stir of Echoes. I don't know that one. I think Oh, ooh, Stir of Echoes is really good. Is that, I, don't, I know of the movie. That's Kevin Bacon, right? Yeah, Kevin yeah, Bacon. Yeah, I just never um, saw it. I, don't, I think I saw that one. Uh, uh, made by David, I don't know how to pronounce his name, Kep, Cope? Co-op. Oh, I know I don't you're know talking, I know you're talking about. Yeah, that's one that passed me by. I haven't seen that one yet. I need to check it out. <laughs> Chris Yaney, uh, he said the damn clown toy from Poltergeist. What kind <laughs> of fucking weird-ass toy is that? <laughs> uh, oh, Chris, I love you. That's almost verbatim what I said when I was talking about it earlier. Uh, and then Patrick says, yeah, fuck that clown. <laughs> so <laughs> he agrees with that. We didn't mention, though, like, the scene that maybe scares me more than that in Poltergeist is when that guy starts pulling off chunks of his face. Oh, yeah, in the sink. Uh, yeah, that's so yeah, nasty. That's crazy. Uh, let's see. Sean Ennis says, Samara coming out of the TV in the ring. Mm-hmm. He's, he also adds, he says, that was the last horror movie that I managed to convince my wife to watch, and that was 19 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> so it really got her, I guess. Uh, a patron of the show, Jared Taylor, says Misery, the hobbling scene, and the chest burster from Alien. Uh, he also says the Exorcist crucifix scene and the opening scene to Jaws. Yeah. All great classic picks there, Jared. Patrick Sherwood uh, echoes your sentiment and says the psycho shower scene, which I think is a classic. Molly Lewis, a friend to the page, has got Jaws and Psycho. Uh, she also says there was a, the elevator scene in, a dress, in Dress to Kill. And there was a terrifying okay. scene in a movie, Wait Until Dark, when Richard Crenna oh, yeah. grabbed Audrey Hepburn by the ankle. Oh, that one. Ooh, that has a huge jump scare in it. Like, mm. uh, my wife and I, when we first saw that, like, we both, like, shrieked. So, as adults, of course. I mean, like, we're shrieking and we're like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. you know? uh, we will wrap up on these last couple. Um, Brian Loy, who's a recent guest on the show, one of my good buddies from the Epic Film Guys, he's got two scenes from the animated Pinocchio. <laughs> the scene when Pinocchio, uh, or when they're telling Pinocchio that they never came back, and then the uh, also the jackass transformation in Pinocchio. He turns into the donkey. Yep. So... <laughs> That was the Gattaloi over there. That's pretty terrifying, though. He's right, especially if yeah. you see that as a kid. Uh, now, you knew this was going to happen, Jeff, but our buddy Patrick, who's a patron of the show, put up a gif of Rebel Wilson from Cats. <laughs> now, you knew 2019's Cats was going to get a mention in the most terrifying movie scenes. Yeah, uh, Al's really excited because he found out it's like coming to HBO Max or something. He's like, oh, I can't wait to see that. And I was like, really? Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's crazy, man. It's crazy. And then the last one I will mention is from our buddy David Powell, who frequently gives us feedback. Thank you so much, David. But he says the opening credits of Freddy Got Fingered. And he says that was the most terrifying <laughs> because he realized it was a movie he was about to watch. Oh, uh, 
There we go. A little bit of everything from from the guys over on the page. Jeff, uh, thanks so much for coming back, man. You know, we're going to do this. If you'll if you'll keep doing it with me, man, we'll make sure to do it every October. I'll have you on for a spooky topic. And uh, it's so much fun when you come back, man. So I really appreciate it. I love your show that you do with your son, Al. Thank you. Why don't you tell everybody a little bit about it and where they can find you, brother? Yeah, great. And thanks for having me back on. I love, you know, making arbitrary lists and throwing it out into the world. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, super fun. So uh, I co-host a show with my son called Cadavercast. And my son is eight years old. Uh, we've been doing it since he was four, and we talk about monster movies, uh, classic monster movies, stuff that he can watch, but we also talk about movies that he can't watch, where he just kind of guesses what they're about, and that's hysterical. That's a lot of fun. So, Cadavercast, you can find us, I don't know, on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, places. Mm, places out there, in, in, yeah. in the interwebs and whatnot. Yeah, you guys just did it, Follow so I haven't listened to the episode we yet, did, though, so I don't did. know what Al said, I haven't listened yet. But uh, I mean, you know, he doesn't he doesn't predict all the sex stuff. Obviously, <laughs> well, that's good. But I mean, <laughs> that's good for you as a parent. Thank God. Right. <laughs> yeah. I, some things I can't explain to him, you know, I mean, like, not yet. Anyway, he's a little young for it. Well, send him my best, dude. Uh, you know, you came on and we did Tim Burton characters and Al was was a great sport and he gave his top five Tim Burton characters. So I don't know if you want to talk him into maybe telling you what his five scariest scenes from what he's seen. Yeah, I wonder I'm if, sure he would love to. Yeah, do, so that, do that. I'll man. talk to him. Do that, man. See if you can send it over to me and I'll throw it on the episode. And it would also be cool to see, you know, because obviously, like you said, he's, there's a lot of stuff that he can't see. But of what he's seen, I wonder what would be considered scary to him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, so be, I'm. I'm also really interested in that. Yeah, I don't so know. do that and send it over because we got a couple weeks before I got to get it out. So that'd be great. Well, look, man, thanks so much for coming back. I appreciate it, Jeff, and uh, I'll be talking to you online soon, man. Happy Halloween! And uh, happy Halloween. I know you're a big fan of the season too, man. So have a good Halloween over there at the uh, at the old monkey farm. Absolutely. All right, brother. You too, Gerald. All right, we'll be back next week, guys, with another spooky themed episode for October and another pee on the pod. I'll see you guys next week. I'm Al, the host of CadaverCast, and here are my top five most terrifying scenes in movies. Number five, the birds. At the end, when Tippi Hedren is locked in with the birds. Number four, House on Haunted Hill, when the old lady comes like floating in. Number three, Night of the Living Dead when they go upstairs and see the dead body. Number two, I convinced my dad to let me watch Krampus, this is as far as I got, when she slid under the truck and Krampus was on top of the truck and the Jack in the Box. Number one, Jaws, when Matt goes under the boat and the head comes out. Those are my most terrifying scenes in movies, thanks. Thank you for listening. Two Peas is an independent podcast. 
We rely on donations from our executive producers in order to release new content weekly. Please check the show notes for a current list of all of our executive producers. If you would like to join them to help us continue to release great content, please visit 2PeasOnAPod at patreon.com or check out the show notes for this episode. Again, we sincerely thank you for listening.